Welcome back to the So To Speak podcast. I'm your host, Christy Mandor, and today we are diving straight into the deep end with one of my favorite topics ever, self-sabotage. I love this topic because I know much about it. We're very well acquainted, and I love it because the more that we can wake up to our habits and our thought patterns that tend to lean more self-sabotaging, we're all better off. And we can start exploring and looking at it from a perspective that creates a bit more play and a sense of adventure versus looking at our old habits and our thought patterns as something that has total control over us. I'm going to be sharing three exercises to have you put to use in whatever way you want. You can put them all together, you can use one, and then pair up one or two afterwards. But really, it's just for you to be able to put it to practice. Because as I often say, if you are attaining without applying, it does jack squat. And if you are an overthinker, then you really don't have any more real estate in your mind for any more thoughts that are not serving you. So without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the So To Speak podcast. I'm Christy Mandor, and I'm so glad you found your way here. As an energy leadership and mindset coach, I work with high achieving leaders and entrepreneurs to support them in getting out of their heads and back into doing the meaningful work that lights them up. In this podcast, you're going to be hearing conversations with leaders, creatives, entrepreneurs, trailblazers, and change makers who share their stories and strategies that help them to continue on when the inevitable mental quicksand comes to take them down. My hope is that by listening in on each episode, you leave feeling less alone and more relieved, reset, and reconnected with yourself and a possible shift in perspective that supports you in reigniting your passion and unwavering dedication to doing the work you came here to do. I'm glad you're here. Chances are, if you are of the human race, you've had the desire to write a book. And chances also are high that the idea left your mind as soon as it arrived. You're so not alone. Upwards of 80% of Americans say that they want to write a book. And those who actually start, guess how many see it through to completion? 3%. 3% actually see it through and only 1% see it published. There are many reasons for this. One of which is that they didn't have the right support system to guide them through every step of the way. Lucky for you, our friends over at Scripter Publishing Group have given So To Speak listeners $250 off their From Polished to Print package. This is the golden enchilada of book writing to help you take your dream and see it published. The link to cash in there is in the show notes below. And if you're wondering where to even start, go ahead and give Kelly a call. She's happy to guide you towards the best direction to take. And you can book that call over at scripterpublishinggroup.com. And while you're there, be sure to take a look at their latest offering of a writing retreat in Ireland, one of the most beautiful countries in the world, so I hear, June 23rd to the 29th, 2024. Again, all of that can be found down in the show notes below. Happy, happy writing. 
So let's start by delving into what the ego is. Scientifically, it's a complex interplay of cognitive processes and emotions and self-awareness. But when you break it all down, it really is that inner voice that often resists change and thrives in the comfort of familiarity. So even if it is not comfortable to your system, if it's familiar, it's comfortable to your ego because it's familiar. And the job of the ego is to keep us safe, not successful, as I heard from Britt Frank, the therapist and author of The Science of Stuck. I love that. It's so clear, and it makes so much sense. And it allows us just to notice it when it pops up, however it pops up in your body. That sense of, okay, you're expanding your your growth edge, as my therapist often calls it, which I love, instead of calling it an issue, looking at it as a it's a growth edge, and your ego may start freaking out. But when you remember that it's meant to keep us safe, not successful, it can be a reminder for you just to go, Oh, this is your job. I'm not supposed to listen to you. But I understand you. So we're going to dive in a little bit more on how you can understand and re-familiarize yourself, re-relate to your ego in a way that will chill it out when you are really going for something that's stretching you so that you can live a fulfilling life. Because isn't that what it's about at the end of the day? Because you don't want to, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the idea of like the ego is the enemy and we're supposed to get rid of it. I mean, first of all, it's impossible. But also just to like completely cut it off or cut any part of ourself off, I am not an advocate of that at all. I feel like we are whole human beings. We are supposed to have so many different facets to who we are. That's what makes us all unique. And it's more about how can we relate and re-familiarize ourselves to all the different parts, voices, characters, whatever you want to call it, that we all have so that we can feel more whole and in the end, feel safer in our own body. So we're going to dive into three exercises that will help because Like I said, when we attempt to step out of our comfort zone, the ego will become quite vocal, as I'm sure you know, (laughs) and it fuels our self-doubt and fear. That's just what it does. And so the key is to recognize when it's speaking and to engage with it constructively, which is pretty much the point. And just to geek out for a minute on the science side of this, when we challenge our comfort zone, the amygdala our brain's fear center is going to react. And Daniel Goleman, who's the godfather of emotional intelligence, calls it amygdala hijacking. I think he coined the term. And basically, that's what happens. So when it senses like alert, alert, you're getting out of your comfort zone, our amygdala is meant to trigger our ego to create a protective voice that echoes concerns and doubts. So it's echoing like there's a trigger, there's something out there, there's a threat that you are stepping out of your comfort zone. And in our ego's own way, it thinks that's saying that we are not safe and we truly, truly, it's thinking that we're going to die. So it's saying like, get back, don't step out of your comfort zone because it's giving you more of a risk of being vulnerable for attack. So the more we can understand that, we can go, actually, that's pretty cool. Like, that's pretty awesome that we're all wired that way in our own system as human beings. And of course, some of us may err more anxious than others. But 
we all have that in us. And so just knowing that oftentimes creates a sense of comfort in clients to just go, oh, that's kind of cool. And you look at your mind differently. The other thing too, is that when we are triggered, when we are having that moment where we're stepping out of our comfort zone and our egos on red alert, something I feel is super cool is that our brain has all the blood leave and go to our arms and legs so that we can either fight or so that we can get the heck out of there. So when you think about the fight or flight response, it's just how our bodies are wired to save us. So if all of the attention is in your arms and legs and all of your powers in your arms and legs, your brain is completely offline and you need to get it back online. So that is the whole point of today's episode. How can you get your brain back online so that you can make choices that are really in your favor of continuing to grow versus staying stagnant in life? Because that's just boring and who wants it anyway? So let's dive into the first exercise. And it is foundational. It is probably a broken record to you if you have already been doing this work on your own. And of course, it's mindful self-awareness. Because if we don't know what we're thinking, how are we even going to know what to change? So I often look at this as it's like the roadmap of our life. It's opening the map just to see where the you are here spot is. So we can go, okay, where are we? And where do we want to be? So it's just checking in. So the first exercise, it's all about cultivating this mindful awareness So you can begin by identifying a specific situation where you feel the urge to self-sabotage. Many of us, sure, may self-sabotage subconsciously without realizing it, but think of one, maybe even one in the past that looking back in retrospect, you're like, oh my gosh, I totally sabotaged that. Or you may have one currently that you're aware of, but either way, just bring one to mind and notice what is coming up within your ego's resistance. So it could be anything from a new project to a project you did in the past to a challenging conversation to, of course, public speaking. Anybody who has a pulse knows that that can be very unnerving. What you're going to do is you're going to take a few minutes to sit quietly and reflect on the situation. Pay attention to the thoughts and the emotions that come up. And then notice if there's a specific narrative that your ego is weaving. And this is really cool because you're able to now look at it like a movie and you're more of an observer. So you can sit back and you can see yourself and be more of an observer to witness what are the thoughts that tend to come through in this situation. And by becoming aware of these patterns, you can start to separate yourself from the automatic responses dictated by your ego. Research like that from Harvard Med School suggests that mindfulness can alter the brain structure, enhancing self-awareness, like we were just saying. So as you observe your thoughts, you're creating space. And you will, you allow yourself to respond consciously rather than reactively. It's like that classic Viktor Frankl quote that you may have heard about between there, between every stimulus and response, there's a space and within that space, there's freedom. Because that really is where you can choose how to respond. And there's so much power and liberation in that, being able to choose. One way I really like to do this is to 
Tap into your five senses because this allows you to notice in your body what's coming up. And then you can say, oh my gosh, I never noticed that when I was about to have that difficult conversation or when I was you know, thinking about that project and I got really excited, but then all of a sudden all of these what ifs came in and just completely put out my, my excitement and my fire about this. You can go through your five senses and since you're looking at the situation from more of an observant space, you're going to be more likely to notice what pops up in your body when you are in that situation. So the more you can notice what pops up in your body, the more you'll be able to also notice when it's happening. So you can go, oh, oh, this is totally what my body does. This is what my ego does when I am about to go into uncharted territory and there's an unknown and my ego's freaking out. My chest gets really tight, right? My throat starts closing up. Okay, I didn't notice that before. That's just reminding me now not to flee unless you're unsafe, obviously, yes, then get somewhere safe, but more so for you to get safe in your body. So meaning that if you are prepping or looking back on a difficult conversation and you notice what happens when you just think about it and maybe your throat starts closing up, you can look at this as a way of giving you clues versus as a way of your mind telling you not to do it. Because our mind's going to tell us not to do anything that's going to stretch our comfort zone or something that we have never done that's totally unknown. But the more you can notice like, oh, my throat closes up when I'm about to have a difficult conversation or when there's a chance of conflict, that is information. Awesome. Thank you, body. Thank you, ego. Thank you for showing me this. So now I can do something about it. And there's many things you can do about it, right? You can talk to a coach who focuses primarily on handling relationships and maybe conflict resolution. You can look up online on the lovely Google something about how to navigate uh, difficult conversations when you are maybe really sensitive or you're maybe you're an, maybe you're someone who is an empath and you're like I absorb these people's complete emotions and I just get taken down but I find that it's really important for me to share whatever I'm about to share and I want to make sure that I say it in a way that's clear and that comes through so you you can look it up you can find resources for yourself you can talk to a good friend you can talk to a therapist there are many things you can do But more than anything, it's just familiarizing yourself now. So you may want to start with something. If if difficult, difficult conversations totally freak you out, don't start there, right? Like start with something that's middle of the road for you. And only you know that. So it might be something in the past that you have worked through that you may have seen that you self sabotaged, or it might be something that is middle of the road, like you realize, you know what, you have your own business, you want to be on social media more to be a bit more visible. And the idea of it gives you gets you a little anxious, doesn't make you totally want to hide out and not come out from under the sheets, but just gets you a little anxious. You can sit with that, you can watch it, you can see what thoughts come up when you think about doing an Instagram reel, or you think about jumping on LinkedIn, or you think about creating a video for your team or whatever it is, right? Just paying attention to it is huge. It's huge. 
The second exercise is one of my favorites. And if you've been listening for a while, you will know why, because I'm a huge fan of personifying our emotions. I feel like it is one of the most effective ways to befriend yourself, to feel safe in your body, to go after what you want to go after in life, and to feel within integrity in an authentic way that's true to you. So this exercise about personifying your ego, that's specific here, draws on research from psychology, showing the benefits of externalizing our thoughts. There's so much research that shows that when we externalize our thoughts, we're able to look at them from more of like a third party perspective. And we don't feel as connected to them in a way that we feel threatened by them. So it actually is a wonderful practice in strengthening your emotional intelligence because when you're raising your self-awareness around what your thoughts are and you personify your ego, you're able to self-regulate by talking to yourself in the third person or looking at it as if it is a friend that you're talking to who's maybe really nervous about something because that's what our ego is. It's like just getting really nervous. And so when you can extract it from you and truly, you know, I have clients do the personification posse. You may have heard of that uh, from previous episodes, which is a method I created that really allows you, I mean, we go deep in. We create a table for all of the colorful emotions and personalities that are popping up. We create character profiles for key characters who may pop up and want to be seen and heard. And we oftentimes kind of shove them away. And it is so fun. It's truly so fun. It allows you to take back a sense of freedom and a sense of power and a sense of love that is not intellectual. It's so visceral, like you you can feel it instantly in your body. And it makes a huge difference in you shifting your mindset and your self talk from being this self punitive self talk to much more supportive. You can even, you know, kicking it off with your ego, you can give it a name, you can give it an image and a name and this separation allows you to engage in it so much more objectively. So for instance, if your ego is missed out, when those familiar doubts arise, you just respond kindly and you're more aware of it popping up because you're like, oh, I've been paying attention to you more and now I know how to handle you. So I totally appreciate your concern missed out, but I'm capable and I'm going to tackle this challenge and, and, and this is sometimes something that's often left out, is letting it know not just that you're going to take it from here, but that you've got its back, right? Like that you have it handled and that you've got its back because it really just wants to know that you guys are safe. And I do say you guys because I do look at us as having many different team and team members inside of us. So that's really fun. And this technique is also supported by studies in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology so that it can disrupt negative thought patterns. The coolest thing about this is that you can do it anywhere. So you can do it in your car, you can do it in bathrooms, you can do it in your bed, 
and it's always there for you. So the more you pay attention to it and learn how to notice and then really know who you're talking to, it's kind of like, you know, if you have heard within marketing, when you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. It's kind of the same thing with yourself. If you're talking to your whole self all at once, it may not be as effective. You're not really talking to anybody, right? But if you can get really specific on who is standing out the most inside of you who really needs you, and in this case, your ego, and you give it a name, then you can talk specifically to it. And like any of us, when we are feeling seen, we are feeling safer. And then we are feeling more set to be able to go after what we really want to go after. So it's pretty awesome. Um, Okay, so the next is, and this is the last one, is of course, affirmations and visualization. Again, pairing it all together is really, 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 really effective. When you do it separately, it has some effect for sure. But when you compare it together, all three of these exercises, the mindful self-awareness, the personifying of the emotions, and then the affirmations and visualization, it creates this really clear home base inside of you that doesn't feel as scary when you are venturing into growth edges. So instead of saying like, oh, it's my issue, I'm so scared of public speaking, or I know that's an issue that I have to get over because I, you know, I I, want to get uh, behind the camera on social media more, or uh, I don't really want to, but I feel like I have to, or whatever it is. When you look at it and you rename it as a growth edge versus an issue, it totally changes your relationship to it. And if you err perfectionistic, everything can be a growth edge, let's be honest. So that's where you would tap into your values. Uh, And if you don't know what your values are, be sure to be in touch with me. You can DM me on Instagram or on LinkedIn or email me and I can send you the core values exercise. If I can remember, I may even drop it down below. But if you can know what your values are, you'll know what is worth your growth edge and what is one that you're kind of like, you know what, I want to hand it off. I'm going to outsource it. I'm all good. (laughs) Because everything doesn't have to be a growth edge. Okay, back to affirmations. All right, so affirmations, visualization, probably not news to you. However, it's supported by research from Carnegie Mellon University that can be potent tools against self-sabotage. So developing positive affirmations that resonate with you, operative word, resonate with you. So operative words, I guess. They counteract your ego's negativity. They need to resonate with you. It can't just be one that your friend thinks is really useful or one that you heard Oprah say. It, It just is not helpful. If you hear it and then you say it to yourself and you notice a difference internally in your body's reaction to it, which is usually either like a neutral or a contraction inside or an expansion. And the expansion is what is telling you that that's a yes, right? Then go for it. That's your affirmation or tweak it to make it even stronger for you. And you repeat them regularly. And to take it even further, you can repeat them in a way as if you're talking to a part of you that needs to hear it the most. And that will have it sink in more. And I'm telling you, if you have a creative bone in your body, this is my jam. It is so fun and it really does allow you to feel lighter and more confident in being able to show up and be more visible, whether it is 
on social media or whether it's in your um, leadership team or your business in any way, it is so, so helpful. So to, so to take the affirmations a step further, picture yourself, this is where the visualization comes in, confidently navigating the uncomfortable situation that we talked about at the top of the show. So engaging in this mental rehearsal, it's like a dress rehearsal. It can activate the brain in a way that primes you for success. That's according also to research from the University of Chicago. So you take your situation, whether it's a situation that's coming up, whether it's a situation that is in the past, and you watch yourself confidently navigating the situation. And you may be very surprised at what it looks like. So if it's a situation that already happened, this is really awesome because this is a beautiful way to reflect over ruminate on it. You can look, you can say, what do I want to take with me into the future? What does this situation look like if I was a bit more confident? And you'll see it and then you'll be able to notice it. You'll be able to seal it in like a snapshot in your mind and then go forward. If it's a situation that's coming up, then you can prepare for it. It's a dress rehearsal and you can notice it and you can practice it daily up until the actual event happens for five minutes, maybe three minutes. It doesn't have to be super long. It really doesn't. So as we wrap up, remember that engaging with your ego is an ongoing journey. It's ongoing. It's forever. It's lifelong. So the more that you can find ways that really work for you and that support you, and only you know what that is, like only you truly know what that feels like, the better off you will be and the better off all of us will be because you are someone who has so much to offer. You're so passionate. You are clearly a high achiever. And if you are able to really understand your ego's cues for you when you are growing, because they really are cues for you, then we're all better off because then you're going to be more likely to show up and make your difference into the world that serves all of us. So it's so awesome. These exercises, just to refresh and bring it all back, they're rooted in mindfulness, they're rooted in psychological principles, and they offer such a supportive framework for growth. So embrace the discomfort knowing that science has got your back. It's not rocket science, but it is science, and it supports the idea that your mind can adapt and evolve. So if you found today's episode helpful, share it with someone who might benefit from this. And remember, the discomfort you're feeling is a sign of growth. Be sure to go ahead and rate and review the episode so more people can be sure to find it as well. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the So To Speak podcast. If you found some insight or some useful nuggets in this episode, I want to hear about it. So make sure to connect with me on Instagram, on LinkedIn at Christy Mandor. Also go ahead and share it with anyone else you feel could benefit from the messages in this episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and throw up a rating and a review wherever you're listening in from, which helps significantly in other people learning about the podcast because it takes all of us to get ahead of our heads. I'll see you next week.